Oh my goodness. This is a very, very late podcast. Oh my day. Finally, a computer that works. We just spent like an hour trying to figure out how to get the podcast to work on a computer besides Filthy Monkey's laptop. And Which is dying. It's... Just put it out of its and the microphone and the microphone's officially dying, so I'll have to get one of a good quality now. You never know; this might be the last rocket punch we ever do. Is that the Death Star I see in the sky? <laughs> the fate can be changed. Not mine, not yours. All right, so this is Rocket Punch episode twelve. I episode guess. twelve. That's a pretty sweet number, twelve. Yeah, double six. Double six. That's kind of weird. Hmm? What? You know, well, it's also three and a. It's, 12, so it's a good three number. Three and a nine. It's also three and a nine. It's also two and a, two and a ten. All right, so what happened this week? Anything happened this well, week? Well, first of all, we'll be reviewing The Fairly Odd Parents and Parappa the Rappa. Not really so much reviews as just us, whatever, talking about Okay. It. I don't think we've ever done a real review, have we? Don't disrespect <laughs> us. We're, uh, no, I'm I've been, more I've like... been called that we are better than NPR's Fresh Air by my dad. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. He's the leading source on reviews. Now, the there's been a CGI Astro Boy in development, and guess who's gone on to join the cast of it? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. The, Cage. the magic man himself. The magic man himself. Star of Wicker Man. And next. Oh, this is going to be good. And also Donard Sutherland, Nathan Lane, Bill Nye. Not Bill Nye. Bill Nye. If and Bill Nye, you're sorely mistaken. And Eugene Levy, who is slowly like elevating the C movie market into a B movie market with his awesomeness. All right, so when's this movie going to come out? Because we don't that's know. The best all star cast I've ever heard. I don't know about that yet. No, no projected time at all. But I do know that that the, poster looked pretty kick That uh, let's see, oh, what's this? Timothy Harris, the writer of Space Jam, is writing the script. Oh snap! I am so excited now. So I know. So that, if there's I one thing, Space Jam, so if there's one thing that this planet needs more of, it's more Space Jam like movies. I was sad there wasn't a Space Jam direct sequel. Well, there's going to be a Space Jam because you know it's going to be Nicolas Cage and, and Charles Tess- Barkley and Charles Black. Barkley with Osama Tezuka's entire universe against some evil creatures that symbolize uh, something that Osama Tezuka would symbolize. And they don't, and you know, they would, the Osama Tezuka's team would win because Astro Boy's a robot, and Phoenix is a Phoenix, and Nicholas Cage is a robot, so they'd be living for thousands of years. I guess all I want to see is Astro Boy versus Mega Man. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but somebody out there make it happen. Oh, and it's also directed by David Bowers, who directed Lust Away. Not David Bowie. David <laughs> I thought you didn't know anything about popular culture. Or Whatever anything. I pick up from Venture Brothers. I see. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Okay. All right. The recent in recent development, a group of Japanese animators have created a union group called the Japanese Animation Traders Association, or JANICA, just because to basically creating awareness for the poor conditions of Japanese animators. To quote a paraphrase I found on Cartoon Brew, one 32-year-old female animator is working in her second year at an animation company to pursue her childhood dream, but she works 12-hour days for half the salary of her former job. Another animator used to be a regular company employee with an apartment to himself, but had to move back with his parents since he could not afford rent on an animator's budget. Without health concerns, he would not check into a hospital 
even when an illness worsens. One 59-year-old had to cut back due to deteriorating physical health and now subsists on 120,000 yen, which is the equivalent of $1,000 in the U.S. a month. Some of the 59-year-old animators' former colleagues now receive public assistance or are now homeless. That is bad. That is bad. I can't like, even say something funny about that. This is tragic. That is bad. Jeez. I mean, really, I've never heard of anything this bad. I mean, I mean like, I knew animation industry in general used to be pretty bad. Like, but in the really, 50s homeless? And 60s. Homeless Home? people? Come wow. on, this is Japan we're talking about. Alright. So, in happier news, Garfield is 30 years old. Woo! Which I guess would equivalent to him being four and a half in cat years. Yeah. Which kind of explains how this strip has been subsiding for the past 30 years. And the fact that, uh, he hasn't, they haven't really progressed much of anything. Uh, well, he's like, I think he's come to terms now with the fact that he's fat. And that he's, he died in the late 80s from his Halloween special. Well, there have been two live-action movies, lest we forget. Well, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm so, talking about, in case you don't know, I'm talking about a series of comic strips that were made in the late 80s, which were these generally horrific strips about Garfield being alone in this post-apocalyptic future where John and Oldie are dead. And there's a, there's a theory that, like, after that, he created a world for himself where John and Oldie existed in his brain while he slowly lived his last days in this waning apocalyptic world. Sounds great. I'd love to see, I'd love to see it. And then it spins off into Fist of the North Star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess Ken would pick up Garfield's decaying uh, corpse and use it as a shash. So, so how are you going to be uh, celebrating Garfield's 30th birthday? Well, I think the cat just walked through the mic. So, I think that'll be enough for me. That's enough for you? Well, I can also... I have a generally, I have a large amount of cats, so I think I don't really need to celebrate, and they eat a lot, and they sleep a lot, so... They're cats, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, let's go on to some more exciting news. Actually, everything in the, today is depressing. Um, the American Film Institute has announced the top ten animated films, which would include Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Is this in, in, is this in any order, or what? It's from 1 to 10. Okay, the one, so the number a, 1. Number 2 is Pinocchio. Number 3 is Bambi. Number 4 is The Lion King. Number 5 is Fantasia. Number 6 is Toy Story. Number 7 is Beauty and the Beast. Number 8 is Shrek. Wait, what? No, number 9 is Cinderella. And number 10 is Finding Nemo. So, you heard it here first, that rocket punch. Shrek better than Finding Nemo and Cinderella combined. And the Incredibles and the Iron Giant, who are not on this list. Well, who are we to judge? They uh, know better than us. They've been in the industry longer. I guess we don't uh, know. Yeah. Shrek is a timeless classic. Step everyone back, loves Shrek. Everyone loves Shrek. They do. It's a beautiful masterpiece. About Mac Myers being an ugly, ugly beast. It's an ogre. Is an ogre? Watch the movie. I don't, I haven't watched the movie in a long while. Cause I, I just became so disgusted with Classic it. trilogy. Trilogy? You know, I saw Shrek 3 in, in its world premiere in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Why exactly was this? That, it was the Kalamazoo Animation Festival premiered with this. Oh, you just happened to be there? I just happened to be else? there while... At the festival with my with my classmates, and 
I was so mad I was not drunk at the time. You felt drunk. Because I felt insane, possibly due to the terribleness, or maybe just because I, I thought there were thousands of people already insane because they were actually laughing at this. They were laughing at it, not with it. Are you sure? Yeah. Because that, I hope that so. was a I full really crowd. That was I a full really crowd. I really hope they were laughing. And you know who was the producer for Shrek? Huh? The same producers for Space Jam. So yeah, look forward to that Astro Boy movie. It's it's, it's gonna it's gonna jam. Oh, and I have some more news. The Avatar finale will be July nineteenth. So basically, what they're I think they're going to be doing is they're going to be running the last five episodes or so they have of the series in a in a row. In a row throughout a the whole week, starting June fourteenth. All right, so they're finally putting the putting the nail in the coffin of the Avatar franchise. Uh, well, they're still the movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are those anim- <laughs> are those are those animated or no? Those are the live action. Those M. are the live action animated Shyamalan films. And if it's anything like the happening, expect many random deaths. But it's probably not. <laughs> Getting warm in here. Oh, man. Um, I like Avatar, but I'm not looking forward to that. So um, let's get into some happier news. After uh, some 500 chapters, Inuyasha is finally over. Hooray! Hooray! Oh, man. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff. After, like, a couple of weeks ago, I remember reading, hey, Naraku is finally dead. I'm like, yeah, I heard that one And then the next week, Naraku is is, is coming back to life. Like, what? Well, that's how it would happen. They'd kill off the main villain, find some ridiculous way to bring him back, and then we'd all laugh and be like, ha, oh, Naraku, you so crazy. And then, like, oh, my God, he's dead. I'm like, where can the series go from now? And like, maybe they can take it into an interesting direction. Nope. Ended. Done. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right, I guess I'll just keep carrying this. Yeah, so the series is finally over, and uh, I guess you got your happy ending. You know, uh, big surprise, Kagome stays with uh, Inuyasha, and they live happily ever after, blah, blah, blah. Stay tuned I mean, for really. Riko Takahashi's next work. Yeah. <laughs> is it just me? Or is every animator and video game creator ridiculously sarcastic? Rumiko Takahashi is the Archie Comics of Japan. I guess. I guess. But it's kind of like, look forward to our next work, and it's like, when's that going to be? In a week? And it's going to start for another ten, like a thousand chapters? Don't, don't push it. (laughs) Push it. Alright. Any news? Uh, game stuff. Alright, listen, uh, for those of you who don't know, if you didn't pay attention to the blinking bright blue light on your Wii, uh, like a week, maybe two weeks ago, the Nintendo Wii had an update up to firmware version 3.3, and the main reason for this was to stop something called the Twilight Princess hack. And, have you heard of this at all, Phil? Hmm, no? Well, here. too loud. Okay, well, I'm going to explain what it was. Basically, what You're it speaking was, too loud. I'm still speaking too loud? Okay, well, basically what it was, was it was a, uh, a hack through Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess that, um, anybody who wanted to install, you know, new programs into the Wii, I don't know, maybe, like, they wanted to make Pong on the Wii, you know? Well, you can de-install if you really still want to do this. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, but that would remove a lot of things. Anyway, what this was letting people do What was, do you mean, remove a lot of things? Hmm? 
Well, you, you if you go back uh, and if you form, reformat everything and bring everything back to the first, like, basic bare bones of the Wii, you wouldn't have, like, all your virtual console games, your, your Wii channels and stuff like that. I don't know. But anyway... But you can put those on an SD card, and as long as you still have your membership, you'll be fine. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I don't know the details. Maybe it's a good idea. But people I think were, it sounds like a good idea. People were doing uh, through this hack through Twilight Princess and like an SD card. They were installing like free WiiWare games, free virtual console games, even putting their own ROMs from their computers onto their Wii's. And Nintendo's like, nope, can't can't have it. And uh, lots of people out there, they're they're screwed now. And they're like, oh man, I should have jumped on the boat for the free games. All it's I just fans will just have to play their ROMs on their computers. Oh no. Yeah, but this is actually, it's not really about that. I mean, there's a, there, there's a big homebrew community out there that's trying to actually make games and, like, publish them to Nintendo for, uh, you know, for the WiiWare channel and stuff like that. And some of those guys were hit, you know, with that stuff. It's like, what? We can't test out our games anymore because we updated the firmware. But, eh, you know, that's a small minority. It's news. What can I tell you about it? You seem excited by it. Ah, I don't know. Why are you saying the horses? I'm pretty, I'm Patrick. I'm pretty cool. Depress myself under my wand. All right. So next, next bit of news. Uh, this is this week the Spore Creature Creator, which is just a like the main part of the Spore engine. Yeah, I came played out, it. And uh, you, you, if you can download it, you know, you know where to find these things. You can. Uh, let me think. You can. Just you mean free on their website? Free on their website for a fourth of the program itself. Yeah, you can just uh, mess with the game's creature creator and do whatever you want. Make as many inappropriate Pokemon as you feel like. Or make a turkey. Or make a turkey, or make a land shark like I did. That's not inappropriate. Hmm? Sharks aren't supposed to be on land and hop on well, one foot vertically. they're not penises. I wasn't even going in that direction. Yes, that you were. Yes, you were. Don't... Why you like, oh, it's been appropriate, ha ha ha. Like, I didn't mean that. Oh, sorry about copyright infringement. But well, anyway, back to Spore. Yeah, download it. Just get a couple friends over and completely destroy this game. Make whatever you want. The sky's the limit with this thing. They give you, like, a billion different parts for this stuff, and you gotta make them any size, you know, any way that you want it's, to do it. It's just the earth rotating. It's just the earth rotating? That's, That's the sound. sound. Oh, whatever. Um, another thing, a uh, follow-up for last week. Remember when I talked about Itagaki leaving Team Ninja and Tecmo and suing their asses for whatever reason he's done? Yeah. Apparently he's taken 34 people with him. Okay. So, and... For poor work wages, right? Huh? Yeah, for poor work ra uh, wages. They aren't getting paid enough. And uh, Tecmo's like, listen, we completely deny any of this. No, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. They're doing the whole uh, LucasArts thing. Man, a lot of people are leaving companies like uh, left and right. Actually, you think it's a, you think it might lead into some kind of unionization of video game programmers? I hope so. That would be good. That would be a good thing for the industry. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the people who left uh, LucasArts and the people who left Team Ninja can make an adventure game about ninjas. Well, a lot of people who left LucasArts already left to make Telltale. Yeah, that's true. They did go and kind of make their own. It's the same company with Telltale now uh, that's made up from all the older people. So I don't know what that whole situation is, but they're denying it left and right. Uh, here's a here's a rumor. I'm gonna end it with a rumor. Uh, Microsoft is coming out with their own thing to battle the Nintendo 
uh, Nintendo Wii's uh, me, you know, icons. You know, everybody who has has a Wii or is even touched and knows what knows what Mii's are. They're these caricatures of your characters and people who play the system. And Microsoft is trying to make their own take on it called Avatars, and uh, they basically look like like Mii's meets like Hot Shots golf characters, and from what I've seen. And there was just like a concept art of it, and I don't know what to really think about if they if they copy this. Is they the copied whole, the concept of making an avatar. I don't know, but it's it's not a blatant ripoff. But you can see that they're they're like, oh man, Nintendo's making tons of money off this. We better get on this too. And uh, I guess that's just where the industry is going, where everybody's trying to go into this more casual market. Which I guess is good. Maybe we won't have as many first-person shooters and racing games. But on the other hand, we'll lose a lot of games like Ninja Gaiden. And God Hand, where yeah, it's more but, the skill of the player. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting time to be a video game fan. It's uh, always an interesting time. All right, I guess that's all the video game news I got this week. Wait, but we do have something special for you. Hmm? What? What kind of what special thing? We got another email. And now we press the music button. Oh, wait, we don't have that. We don't have any music. All right, so we don't. It's not not from Tyzak Griffin. Hooray! We have another person who I'm sure was actually, like, affiliated with Tyzak the Griffin. Mr. Wingsdero, if you please. All right, let me get over here and read this email. Ugh. So lazy. So heavy. Okay, uh, Jamal Jones sent us an e- this email, topic, enjoying the podcast. And that's always a great way it's to It's always a great way to tell us you, you enjoy our show. It says there, hi there, name's Jamal, pronounce, pronounce Jamal, L-O-L. What, like, so we don't pronounce the second A. Jamal. Jamal, not so Jamal. So Jamal says, and I've been greatly enjoying the podcast upon a recommendation from a show you can, uh, user, who... Maybe it's Tzok. Nah, it couldn't. couldn't be him. I listen to a wide variety of podcasts, but there have been none that have hit the head, uh, hits on the head exactly what I'd like to be discussed like you guys. I'm specifically speaking of your Hokuto no Ken in episode 10. Well, you know, that was like our, what? our 10th episode anniversary. We well, really we had, to, it was a special time. That was like, a special when you know, when it's a, ha- when it's a birthday party, you don't ring. You don't bring one cupcake. You bring a fucking cake. Yeah, you bring, like, Gurren Lagan to the table or something. Like, I'm gonna... Jamal, if you're interested in Hokuto no Ken podcast, there was just one from the, um, the greatest movie ever on the live-action movie. There was one from Destroy All podcast. Yeah, we're not the only people who see this. And if experience. you've ever listened to Dave and Joel's Fast Cry for the Gentleman, it's essentially every podcast has to come up with at least two references. Within yeah. their 40 minutes. Alright, so he continues on to say, I'm a big, huge fan of Hokuto no Ken over the past year, and it boggles the mind why so many anime podcasts completely skip over what is a gargantuan an- anime property, save for the scant few such as yourselves. Thank you. Yeah, we talked, well, you know, we talked about that earlier, where we're like, hey, you know, they did hold a Shinto, you know, death Well, that was in for- Japan. In America, it's like, oh, this is the North Star. Where's more love, Hina? Ah, damn uh, you! I'm, I hate America so much sometimes, but then it's like, who cares? Like, who what do cares? I care what they what they think? We know we know Fist of the North Star kicks ass. That's like if, we, if we people think that Fist of the North Star doesn't kick ass, they aren't people that we would want to be affiliated with. They're not your friends, or <laughs> uh, like, or if they're reasonable people. 
And they're like, I hate fish in the North Shore, but I love Fight Club. <laughs> if I, I love the gay homosexual symbolism that Fight Club presents to me. I don't think that conversation would ever happen, ever, no. in the history of the world. That, that would, that's impossible. So anyway, it says here, uh, it was a great discussion. Hope you go into Hope to No Ken 2, the new OVAs, or even the excellent PS2 fighting game of the same name in the near future. And uh, we actually have a copy of that. Yes, that, that was, so. I died a lot. Well, like, you're, you're Ken, not so great at fighting Ken's games. finishing move is, of course, a 10-second countdown. And the thing is, is that Wing Zero is pretty good at fighting games, so I die. I'm like, you're that. already dead. Oh, and you know what's even better? One of Shin's finishing moves is his is a suicide move where he falls off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they gave every character a suicide move. That would be so great. Wouldn't it? Would be, it? it would be kind of like uh, Mortal Kombat 3, where you had the uh, you had the mercies and the friendships and stuff like that. Yeah. I miss fatalities. Yeah, they were so goofy. But uh, enough Mortal Kombat. It says you, and thanks to your God Hand review, I've been looking into buying this cult classic title, and hopefully it'll be in my hands within the next few weeks. It looks and sounds really fun, and I suppose I'll send my thoughts on on it when I play enough of it. Well, you know, God Hand's great. What else can I, I say? What else is there to say? There's a there's Mexican Elvis. There's Demons you you get to beat up midgets with baseball bats. What more to, do you need? Oh, I was playing against the, the midgets again. Yeah. And one of the moves you can do when they're stunned is that you can slam them into the dirt. Yeah, you... you oh, man, yeah, that's that's. You, like, you do a giant kick and just slam them straight into... Yeah, you bring your, your leg up 90 degrees and just bam! It is nice. That is a great game. And also, uh, you know how they, they reuse some character models and stuff. Yeah, Whenever you see a small guy... Sometimes they have a bomb, and they throw it at you, and you kick it back at them. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. Alright, so second half says, I'd like to see... I'd like to pose a question to you guys, and... and okay, we'll take your question, I guess. I guess. Not, not like we got any other emails to go through. Why is it that so many anime experts, quote-unquote, completely dismiss the shonen anime genre? Granted, there are a ton that go on for far too long, but one could at least look to the manga to find a compressed... And usually better version. Um, let's see. Also granted is that they tend to follow a pattern, but a lot of anime follow some sort of pattern. I think I'll die if I come across another anime where some... A youth, mech anime. Another mech anime where some youth inadvertently stumbles upon some said mech and is thrown and is thrust into a war or battle that he or she doesn't want to be involved in, who also ends up battling and or killing their rival that was at one point their best friend. <laughs> oh, thank you, Charles. Yeah, funny. we needed that. Um, why? Okay, so back to your question. I think it, I, why do people overlook I the shonen? I think it's Dragon Ball Z syndrome where people are introduced to the shonen genre through Dragon Ball Z and the anime, and like, like Dragon Ball Z, with uh, without saying much about it, it's incredibly slow. Like, it is a snail's pace, even compared to, like, the average shonen anime. Here, Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion, is basically the marijuana of anime. It's great at first to introduce the anime, but then you realize there's much better things out there, and you move on. You move on, and at one point you're in an apartment. It's a gateway. And on a hunting street, getting high on love, Hina, and Magicano, as you're slowly decaying. Well, you know, more like, hey, I just uh, I just watched Dragon Ball uh, Z. That kind of sucked. 
But you know, it was it was good in some spots. Oh. What's this? Hokuto no Ken? Hmm. Oh my god, that guy's head just exploded off his off his shoulders and he didn't even know. But in all the seriousness, I think the shonen genre it's just mainly because it tends to happen in a snail's case and because <sighs> these tend to be manga that run for a while. When they're adapted into an anime, they tend to go much slower, just on account that they need to like, make sure that they don't get into any filler or have to stop doing this. Yeah, in addition to that, since... Uh, let's take uh, Bleach, for example. Bleach, perfect example. Bleach, starting out, they got up to like 56 episodes until they hit filler, and it was absolutely excellent up until that point. You know, it it, did, it wasn't bogged down by any, you know, any... Like, in terms of stuff. an adaptation. Right, right, in terms of an adaptation. But then, you know, when something gets so popular, then they have to make filler, and then it's like, that bogs down the average of the series. And I heard that a lot of the filler got transferred into the main arc they had to adapt. It did. That is so... That ticks me off so much, because they get to... They're out of the Soul Society arc, and, uh, you know, where they're, they where the whole big commotion that everything, you know, was up to at that point ends. And then uh, they're like, oh... You know, immediately after that, they're supposed to introduce, like, the new villains and stuff like that. But no, there's just, like, this... I don't know, it wasn't a terrible filler arc, but it was very long, and, like, all of the... Like, filler, it's not going to be well animated. No. Well, that's the problem. Shouldn't it? If there's a point where you have to stop, like, would you... Would it be better if you just went on your own path for the anime? Or would it... Are you... Or... Are they forced to keep going on with the direction of the manga? Because I think it's one of those situations where they could have made their own arc or possibly their own ending and not adapted it. But yeah. it's like, but it's, since they're so restricted to it, they just have to make all these arcs where they can't change like the status quo of the, the show. I don't know. Like in the in Bleach, I'll go back to it again. Like you know how Khan is a stuffed doll, right? And he's He's a uh, he's a soul stuffed into a doll. Yeah. He's like a you know he's a walking talking doll. They add like three more of those to the series, and they just like hang around in the main main arcs, just kind of like hey hey guys, you know we're here as comic relief to uh, to cut out three more minutes of the episode so that we don't run to filler as quick. It's like they had it's like they injected filler with these characters into like areas where we didn't originally think, really think there would be filler. One Piece does it much better in that. Like, they actually stop showing episodes for maybe a month before they get back to the main arc. Right, and even if they do do filler that, uh, like, you know, they'll, they'll get out of an arc, they'll beat up some bad guys, they'll get a new crew member or something, and then they'll come up with this giant what-if situation, kind of, that if you were to not watch any of the filler and just continue... Like, you could watch it and, you, like, it, it would not as a One Piece fan, like, I say I'm not generally offended by the filler that One Piece presents... Like, these arcs are, like, they're not terrible by any means. And they don't ruin the story. And, you know, you watch them for fun, and then it's kind of like, well, whatever, I can just ignore this, and when I pick it up when they're actually talking and doing stuff from the manga again, I won't be pissed off. You know, they're not... The only... Man, there was, like, one thing that they screwed up in that. Um, Do you remember in when they put the filler for the Davy back fights? Yeah, they extended that, like, they extended the whole fight. They had uh, Chopper eat three Rumble Balls they or something also, well, like that, or two. What also I didn't like is that like, right after that arc, they were supposed to introduce a major character. Oh, and they delayed it really far. They delayed it up until some, la- and put in some random filler arc. And it just ruined the whole sense that, like, right after this arc ended, they were, te- they were, 
basically casually attacked. Casually attacked by one man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what was the biggest loss for that artistically, I think, was, uh, what the hell was it? It was, there was, it was the long, long island. Everything was very tall. And then all of a sudden you see that you, they bump into this guy. They think he's like a tree. It's like, oh man, who put this tree here? And then they look straight up, and it's like this eight foot tall man. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! And it kind of destroys that character. Like we're there. going off. On I'm a lot going of on too many tangents. But uh, in general, shonen anime isn't taken seriously because one, it's usually not good on an average as a whole because of filler. Two, because it's very popular, and people think popular things just aren't worth their time in general and can't be serious. And three, it's directed towards kids in Japan and in America at some point, too. And in terms of mech anime, I think Mobile Suit Gundam basically started the quota of the young man taking the helm of the robots and going through all this angst, like, all the way back in 1978. And just since then, like, it's been like, here's Star here's our Star Trek of Japan, let's make another Star Trek. And they just follow that so closely. All right, let me finish this email before this podcast goes on for, like, another two hours. All right, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I applaud One Piece and even Naruto to an extent for breaking the Shonen mold up a little bit, but few generally acknowledge such series as such. I hope you're not lost, uh, you're not one of those lost people. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, being that both of you guys enjoy One Piece type of Dragon Ball as my favorite anime slash manga property. Also, maybe manga reviews in the future? Maybe, possibly, like a Zoidberg? Maybe, perhaps? Who knows? Keep up the great work, guys, and I'll continue listening to your funny, cool podcast. Thank you, Jamal. All right, thanks. Um, in terms of we'll manga reviews, um, there's a few I've been very interested in discussing, particularly Osama Tesco works. Like, I could read up on that stuff. Manga oh. I've been reading recently, besides my weekly One Piece and Bleach. Um, I was, I'm up to the fourth volume of Mushishi. Nice. And it's really, really well drawn up. So and, maybe we'll do something on And that. I'm still going through the blame, blame manga that my friend, my friend let me borrow. They're very good. They're very confusing. Yeah, we'll look into but it, if, maybe. Oh, if, if we run out of bad anime and good anime to look through, we'll, we'll start and doing And also, manga. I also want to discuss some comic books. That I've been very interested in. We got a lot of a lot of opinion and not a lot of time. Well, there's well, first of all, there's obviously Dork by Evan Dorkin. We have to talk about that at some point. Oh, we'll we'll do it. We'll and do we have it. to talk about Scott Pilgrim, which is this make, having you review it for the podcast is the only way I'm ever going to have you read Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. All right, well, uh, no more emails. I ran out of emails. Uh-oh. No emails. Looks oh, like well. maybe you'll have to email us at wingmail at gmail.com. Wingmonkey. Wingmonkey? At gmail. Wingmail? Is it wingmail or wingmail? It's wingmonkey. Look it up on the damn blog. <laughs> um, so let's go on to our, our review of the day. I think this is a fairly rare title. A lot of people don't haven't heard of this. It's, the, it's Nickelodeon's The Fairly Odd Parents. Ah, an absolute classic. Really? Nah, I'm just kidding. It's well, in <laughs> case you've been living under a rock for the past decade. Or you don't like cartoons and you only listen to this for the anime podcast. Wait a, wait a week or two, we'll get to anime again. Uh, this is about a kid with giant, gigantic buck teeth called Timmy Turner. And he wears a pink hat and a pink shirt. It's kind of, but he's not gay. He's not gay at all. It's <laughs> like he just, he just uses the hat. He doesn't put it backwards. Right, so he's a freak. He's kind of a freak. He's like, a freak with... Buck teeth and pink clothing. And he's got ears on his neck, so obviously he has some problems dealing with people at school. And his parents obviously have already disowned him because they're already 
so into their own heads. Yeah, they're so psychotic. Just to tell you, we're, we're already making we're making up our own plots. This this show is kind of extremely average. Like I'm, because I would imagine this would be a much funner show if it was about a freak boy and his parents who wouldn't admit that he's a freak. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that. That would be a fun show. But nope, but instead, freak boy. But instead, we're he's given these two magical fairies who are his fairly godparents, or as the show calls it, the fairly odd parents. See, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke, right? The title. Don't you get it, boy? Already getting you laughing. Called Cosmo and Wanda, and wouldn't you know it, Cosmo's an idiot, who's a puzzle man, and Wanda's the smart girl, who's, um, smart. Hmm. Well, reason. that's not completely different from anything, nope. anything I've ever heard. So, oh, um, the show is essentially two eleven minutes shorts. Like it's been at least a hundred episodes and several specials. <laughs> Let's see, at least at least six specials that I can like, count. If I would say my the opinion I would give to this is this is kind of this if Dexter's Lab was to some sort of revival of the good part of Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. This is the revival of like the nineteen sixties era, the late 1960s, 1970s era. Which is good to laugh at and make fun of, and to its credit, it is actually legitimately funny. It has moments. At times, it's not complete garbage. It's it's, average. We talk about this, this is the kind of show that talks on, that discusses things on two dimensions. One is for the child, where, ha ha, he fell down on something. I like watching people slip on bananas. The other level is the Baywatch references. Ten-year-old Baywatch references. <laughs> yeah, who's the creator of the series? Butch again? Hartman. Butch Hartman's a little out of touch in his references. Like maybe, well, maybe. Like the first thing bit. I said, thought, like Butch Hartman is he? Is he? Oh yes, he's the brother of the late Phil Hartman, and Phil Hartman was awesome. It's like maybe he is as awesome. It's like he's not. He, he could be as awesome. He's just not. He hasn't lived up to his potential yet. Nope. Then I'm sure he's probably crying as he listens to this. It's like I did my best. I did my best. You guys like, like you. You guys like anime, don't you? Like Danny Phantom. That was great. That right? was awesome. Before you guys canceled it. <laughs> so yeah. um, basically, the show is the most ADD show I could say on television. Yeah. It's at least there's at least ten jokes in a minute. And the problem is, is that a lot of these jokes don't deliver. It's basically, this is the format. You give Timmy some kind of problem like, that he man. doesn't want to work out in his own way and just wishes his way through these problems and then, like, insert five run-on jokes in between there and then you learn a lesson at the end. It's like, and man, I should do things on my own instead of being lazy and using my magic powers. But I won't because I'm a kid and I... And, and I, I have, have a fairly short attention span given the symbolism of how... Quickly, the show runs by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like this, this show. To I don't know. To say it's it's jumped, it hasn't jumped the shark would be a blatant lie. It has done everything. Well, I'm not saying this is a very good show in the first place. I know, I know. It's not all that great. Like it's, I, you see, the reason yeah. I decided we chose this is that I thought I disliked this show more than I did. I thought I hated this show, but I guess I just look at it now. It's like, eh, it's just there. I don't know. Some ep- it's weird. It's like I feel like some episodes are pretty damn funny, and some a couple episodes of have been strange, strange plots. Like Timmy goes back in time 
and stops his dad from running a race that or, he had won where he had met his mom. Or Timmy goes back in time to find out why Crocker hates everything. Well, no, the twist of that, of the first plot, was that he went back in time and his dad had taken over the world. Oh, yeah, that's great. Because he was so mad that he had not won that prize. But most of them are like, are shorts like, Timmy goes to the beach and has to deal with the bully. Timmy goes to school and gets an F. Timmy goes and battles lice. Timmy goes and battles aliens with chocolate and candy because it's poison to the aliens. Whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. Um, it's not that bad. I mean, you got Adam West in a couple of episodes, at least well, three. two, and he's like, and he's not, and I'm like, the whole, obviously you can tell they got Adam West because... Because he kicks ass, and Adam kicks West ass. makes everything better. And it's obviously that when, like, he was just at Nickelodeon Studios at the day, he's like, hey... Signing autographs. Signing autographs, like, hey, I've got an idea for a character, and he draws out this child's doodle, and it reads Catman. <laughs> it's like, hmm, we could work with this. Read some lines that Catman would say. Hi, I'm Catman. I mean, Adam West, as Catman. Cut! We've got a whole episode. Perfect. Oh, uh, um, man, who else was in there? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey voiced uh, that dentist in a couple of... Parrot and Aladdin. And Not in the AFI Top Ten. Yeah, and he was also in Fairly Odd Parents as a dentist. Uh, Norm MacDonald, who I really, really like, voiced in two episodes, which I think are two of the best... You've watched the show a lot, haven't you? Huh? Yeah, well, I, it's on... It's, it's on the TV, it's not as though I have anything else to do but to watch cartoons or play my 220 video games. Man. Oh, wow. Big um, man. Big man on campus here. Yeah, um, I don't know. Norm MacDonald did a pretty good job with those two episodes, I guess. But, like, in terms of other than these celebrity guest stars and these occasionally good episodes, the show is fairly... Fairly... Uh, fairly obnoxious. Yeah, it's like, not, even, not so great. Like, even the music is, like, is attempting this Looney Tunes kind of... Symphony kind of beat, but they just repeat the same cue over and over again. Which is, again, like, kind of Oh, man. And um, the show, like, if the show has any real problems with that, like, there has to be someone talking or a music cue at every moment. Yeah, or else, like, the audience, they don't think the it's, audience is going to like, I'm confused anything. about this plot point. He didn't say anything to describe it in any detail. Yeah, uh, well... I don't know. It's, it's, also, it's still got like twelve episodes left of new episodes, right? And it's also, it's a very sitcomy show. Every like the plots are like, oh no, I told all my high school friends that I would be awesome and a millionaire. Could you all disguise yourselves? Like this hasn't happened before on television. I don't know, but you can laugh at it for being so obvious. Well, it's all, a lot is of the it, jokes are ironic? so obvious. Is it ironic? Is it perhaps or? sending a message that we don't like these kinds of shows anymore, even though this is extremely popular? Or maybe, you know, uh, maybe the guy was just really, really lazy, and you're like, hey, I'm going to watch some I Love Lucy and parody it in the next uh, episode. And the characters are extremely one-dimensional, either like they're... Or either they have some sort of personality or they're screaming, which is most of the show. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's some good characters. Crocker has his moments. You Jorgen the show than Strangle. You you know, the the show Arnold. Well, I don't know. By virtue, any if, any parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger is hilarious. That's true. And, mainly uh, because of Commando. Mainly because of Commando, which we may have to review eventually. No, we, I think it's been reviewed enough. <laughs> but it's so awesome. Watch Commando, the end. Back to, uh, <laughs> back, back to this. 
Um, and uh, whatever parody characters that they had, Adam West and uh, Norm the Genie. That's what they named Norm MacDonald's character, really? Norm the Genie. That's kind of... And he introduced himself like, with neon lights that kind of flicker off and on. So I'd say, <laughs> this, once again, this show would be a lot better if it was set in the, the year 19XX and featured Timmy battling bikers... Bikers with his magical fist in the North Star. Along with Mega Man, who also comes from that year. Really? Oh. Yeah, 19XX. You see, that That's would be a much XX. better show. <laughs> oh, Mega Man X is 20XX. My mistake. Oh, well. I want it's to still a great show. Still a good show idea. All right, so, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Do we like it? It's on. It's on. It's Deal with it. It's eh. Sometimes it's funny. If you happen to catch Timmy's dad on it, he can be... Ridiculously, I'm not a big fan. I'm. It's fairly obnoxious to me. Like not just. I'm using that fairly a lot. Even though it's no, it's just a. Coincidence. I don't like this show. It's not that great. Like the one great. thing that surprised me is I had there's watched. Some, some I watched one of the specials. They had a Dragon Ball reference, not a Dragon Ball Z reference, a Dragon Ball reference. Yeah, they 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 parodied and referenced everything under the sun. Well, they, like they they had a Timmy. It was a King Piccolo reference. Who references King Piccolo? No one. Yeah. No one watched Dragon Ball. But we did, and we knew where it was stolen from. So like, that wasn't that could not have been a reference other than a, being just being stolen. Who was he trying to It was to a read? reference. It's not stolen if it's just a reference. I guess. I don't know. It's jumped the shark a million times. It's, it's had, a cartoon it's I, it's not a very good show to say it jumped the shark. Well, there was not much quality to begin to, with. I guess. They were just trying to artificially Make the show go on longer, because Nickelodeon realized, oh crap, we have no cartoons left. We have Spongebob, and we have... What do we got yet? We've got the Fairly Odd Parents, like, the El Chigri show is too good for us. So, fund it. <laughs> fund it. Fund more episodes. Alright. And that's my my opinion of the Fairly Odd Parents. It's okay. It's, it's not, not very... Wait, that's your opinion. My yeah. opinion is it's very obnoxious, and there are a lot of other things you can be doing. Like, you could be watching a PBS special on Crossbows. Oh, man, that sounds that sounds sweet. But doesn't it? All right, so... Uh, Let's go to happier times. Talking about Parappa the Rappa. Ah, Parappa. Parappa, let me think. What can I say about Parappa what the I, Rappa? I'm feeling a bit down after this fairly odd parents trip. I gotta do something. Well, you gotta believe. I do? Yep. I guess I will. You gotta do what? I gotta believe. Yep, that's what that's what Parappa's about. Parappa the Rappa is a music game, and one of the very first ones on a main system. I guess DDR and Beatmania were out in ar- arcades in Japan. But who cares about that? And uh, you know, it's about a uh, talking dog, and he's rapping, and he's got attitude. And every time he's off the screen, they go, "Where is Parappa?" Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> yes. It's like, now it's the Filthy Monkey Podcast. <laughs> wing zero. Wing zero. Okay, got it. I got, got nothing. Thanks. And uh, basically, we couldn't figure out how to play this game, I which played. is very odd. We were playing, like, they'll give you a bar, and then it's like, okay, you're, you're wrapping it out with a rap master, you know, who's like an onion. Like Chop Chop Master Chop, Chop Onion. Chop Master Onion, who is... One of the greatest characters in video games ever. Possibly, if you combine Chop Chop Master Onion with um, the eggplant guy from Punch Out, Eggplant Wizard. (laughs) The Eggplant Wizard was not from Punch Out. That was the main villain of Kid Icarus. Oh, okay, you idiot! I'm thinking of Captain N. 
Well, Captain N is not a place to learn about Nintendo games. I'm sorry. I thought you of all people would know this I by now. I just like Simon Belmont so much in that show. <laughs> He's not all effeminate and red long haired, is he? Let's go on. <laughs> okay, so what was I talking about? Chop Chop Master on you. Alright, so uh there's like you'll you'll go through a level, they'll give you a bar, you have to press Whatever button they tell you in they order give, to rap yeah. along with the rap master, and they give and your bar is like a key of notes, right? And if you're rapping good, it says you're rapping good, or if you're rapping bad, you're rapping bad, or if you're rapping awful, you're rapping awful, and if you do worse than awful, you lose. You know, it's a fairly standard. Like game. I don't think you could do any worse than awful. No, I I doubt it. Like the game would self destruct itself if you did worse than that. It's like, your system is now inoperable. You uh-huh. suck that bad. Oh. Nah, man. I, it's, a, it's a fun game. The music is great. I mean, what do you think of the music? It's like, it's pretty catchy music for an E-rated game. Yeah, it's it's uplifting. It's good. It's like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to. I'm not going to compare it to anything. What is there to compare it to? Most other rhythm games are just licensed music. Yeah, yeah, and this is original stuff. The first one had, uh, like, six or seven levels. And, uh, for what it was, if you can pick it up, it's fun to play. Just wrap, it's a very just fun wrap play. it out. It's a very fun and just quick play. Actually, if the one thing you should do is look, go up on YouTube and look for the old crap of the rapper commercials, which are essentially like they get random people, policemen, just people on the street to rap certain hey, stages. It's like, oh yeah, didn't, I keep I have like flashbacks of like I tried to uh, picture the Parappa the Rap commercial and all I could come up with was the Crash Bandicoot guy in the suit. With like, the hey, I'm on Nintendo. It's like, look at us showing up how we're better we are than you. It's like, this isn't anything like Atari versus the Jaguar. The Atari, the Atari Jaguar. The Atari Jaguar was one system. And what was the one they were competing against? The ColecoVision? Yes. I don't know, in television, my, my pre-1985 video gaming isn't as good as it should be. I see. Alright, so, I don't know, it's it's a good game. They made at least one se- uh, one sequel two, and... One two, sequel and one spin-off. One sequel, one spin-off, and then, like, two remixes, I guess. There's a PSP version, and there might be, like, an extra version in Japan or something like really? that. Really? I don't know. I'm, I know there's at least a PSP version. Okay. Um... Let me think. I don't know what I can what I can say about it. Uh, then why are we reviewing it? Because it kicks ass. It's a music game. You just rapping dog, and you just bust out the rhymes, and you freestyle it. Oh, well, let's talk about the style then. This is done by a guy named uh, Jody Greenblatt. Who, I don't know his name, but he also he did uh, Rodney Greenblatt. Rodney Greenblatt, who also did uh, the Japanese exclusive Vib Ribbon, and I've played it. Have you? I have not played it. Alright, Vib Ribbon. Because it's in is, Japan. Well, obviously, but you can always import. Um, Vib Ribbon is a game on the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2 in Japan. Maybe some other systems I don't know about. But it was kind of Monster Rancher esque, where you would put in your own music CD mm-hmm. and it would generate levels based on your music. It oh, was nice. kind of like a precursor to Audio Surf. Oh, yeah, if yeah. You can think of that. And, uh,. He hasn't done anything new besides Parappa and Vibribbon in a while, but now he's doing uh he's doing this new conducting game on the Nintendo Wii, and it's called uh Major Miners Majestic March, I think. It's um um it's a band. You you have a like a marching band and you instruct them. Right, and you go down the streets. I thought we were talking about Parappa. We are talking about Parappa, but what else can we say about Parappa? Well, I, we don't go off on tents from the fairly odd parents to Jenny Phantom. 
I guess, all right, but we, it's like we were never going to talk about Danny Phantom. We might as well have gotten that out of the way. Do you plan on talking about Danny Phantom anytime soon? No. I sure as hell don't. Well, he's got to catch them all. Oh, gosh. That song is terrible. Yeah, so I don't know. The main, like, there's there's story in these games, I guess. Like, Parappa, he's trying to get this girl, and in order to get this girl, he's who's got a sunflower. A, who's a sunflower, and he's a dog in love with the sunflower. Which is obviously some kind of symbolism for for racial relationships. Yeah, and he's... Mixed race relationships <laughs> would be the, the, the politically correct term. And he's got to totally wrap it out to become the coolest, funk, funkiest dog. With his sidekick of talking bear. Yeah, who's not so great. He's a DJ. He's a, oh, well, yeah, he, when he's not DJing, though, And sucks. his friend, the Blue Cat. Yeah. And uh, it's just you go through each level and you try and uh, you try and wrap it up. The first level, is you your master is the, you know, Chop Chop Master Onion. And the second one, you're trying to learn how to drive. And you're, you're with the driving. Is Mussolini. 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 Yeah. Or is it ironically a woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely one. Okay. Fat, a fat, uh, a fat, like, uh, I want to say steer, but that's it's like... It's a moose. It's a moose. There we go. It has antlers. Yes. And uh, then the next one is like you're at a flea market and you they change it up to uh, reggae music. And Toad then the Toad, hmm? Toad Swallow. Says here Flea Swallow. Flea Swallow? Yeah. And uh, like the next level after that is you're trying to learn how cheap, to... Cheap. You gotta bake the cake. You gotta crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. And it's and for some reason you decide to put shrimp and he makes all the sorts most of seafood. Yeah, he made the most disgusting cake in the world, like, filled with squid and shrimp. That would make me have, have the runs. Yeah, and he had some, and guess what happens next? In the level? fifth level, you have to duke it out with your boss master, rap masters, to get to the bathroom, which is one of the greatest premises for a boss battle ever. It's like, oh man, we gotta wait in line, but only one of us is gonna Towards last. The end, if you lose, there's a sequence of a rocket going off. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, man, the, I love the ending themes with uh, Rat Master Mushi. You know the, the beetle? giant beetle. Yeah, man, those are that's that's good music. <laughs> huh? By video game standards, dude. By video game standards, I'm not saying I I'm not saying I would like listen to this. In, like, a car or something like that. But out of, like, all the tracks, uh, uh, like, you haven't played the last level in Parappa 2. What am I supposed to say here? It's good music by by standard of actual music. By standards within itself. If you compare it to the rest of Parappa. Like, I'm sorry, but the rest of Parappa is golden comparison to... What six? I didn't like number six that much. Eh, well, what can what can you say? What else did they do? Did you played Um Jammer Lammy? You know about that? Yeah, that was it's, a spin-off to the game. It's a guitar instead of it's the same system, but instead of rapping, you have a guitar. Now that sounds like almost a much better idea because uh, but the guitar the songs are more... so the songs are so strange though. Like there's one where you have to chainsaw a guitar, and the lyrics lyrics are something like, "Chain off, chain on." Can't cut corners. Isn't that like the last one? It like don't like cut corners was the last. And one. you can also get Parappa to sing all the songs, and it, and it doesn't sound right at all. Well, what's the point of of putting Parappa in there if they were trying to make a new franchise? Well, it's, it's a secret character. Oh, okay, okay. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I hope they make another Parappa game. They're fun. They're, they're short, but you know they're goofy music. Well, games, number two I mean. is much more surreal. 
turning everything into noodles instead of trying to get the girl you like. Yeah, that was the main story for the game was uh was all the food in the in, in Parappa Town, which Parappa is the town. name of the damn town. I don't know how the, how that happens. But uh all the food in the in the uh, town's being turned into noodles and each level is like, "Oh, you know, I hate noodles. I got to figure out how to turn the noodles back into regular food." And then we got to stop the main villain from whoever's doing this. And then you wrap it out at the end. And you win. And you gotta believe. Yeah. So that's all I can say about Parappa the Rapper. What about the anime? The anime? Oh, well, it's a kid's show. There's anime. a Parappa the Rapper anime. I've seen the openings. The openings are pretty cool. And that's about it. They're okay, I guess. I mean, it's like... it's You said it's like Kirby. It's uh, it's just a kid's show in Japan, right? Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't localize this. Well, it's too late for localize this because it's too old of a game. It would be too it would be too old of a game if they released it like alongside Parappa the Rappa 2 had that when that came out. I mean really it's not a uh, known franchise. You know I don't I don't talk to other people I know it's like hey you remember Parappa the Rappa? What? 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 What is that? Is that like some kind of dance dance revolution? I'm like it's a music game. How'd you have you not played it? It's like I don't know I, I'm too busy with my so rock band. So that's Parappa review? I don't know. I can't really say anything about it. So it's, it's done. Hmm? It's done. It's done. I mean, it's like it was like when we were talking about Street Fighter. Hey, it's a game where you fight people. You're either good at it or you're not. Okay. So um, I guess since we have a few more minutes to kill, let's just like talk about a few things I kind of wanted to talk about at the beginning. Yeah, sure. Like first of all, I said last week, Flapjack not so good. Got better. It you got gave it, a it got a lot better. Where there's an episode of Flapjack becomes an apprentice baker, banker, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna apprentice under that guy. And then it's like it's like, hey, can I apprentice under And he you? looks like a adventurer as they is they scream out a chorus line Adventurer It's like sure and he unzips himself and he's a businessman. And he's a businessman I thought I'm you were an adventurer. It's no. Like it's like, oh no, it's like I was a businessman. Uh, I was at a costume party with that guy and the businessman unzips himself and he's a giant pirate and he goes on the ship and I don't know, kills people. Yeah, the animation style kept up for the three episodes that are out. It still looks really, really damn good. Well, the story, the story. The art style is going to stay the same, which is good. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm too used to watching bad anime where the animation style goes up and like down. Like Magic Kano. Not even that. You oh, we were Bleach, where they'll come up to a fight scene and the animation will blow your mind, and then one episode later, it's like, what is this the same shot? And there will be one of those shots where where his eye is like two feet above his other eye. Right, right, right. It's kind of like remember that one Hokuto No Ken episode where he's fighting, uh, where he's fighting Rao, and the animation style completely changed. Yeah, like it's like that's what I'm used to. And then I'm like, Flapjack? Well, I, I had to break it out of my mind. I'm like, wait, this is a cartoon. It's like, oh, it's that, a cartoon, not an anime. They, they don't got any, like, standards to live up to. It's just kind of like, go with it and no Flapjack? one... Flapjack? Hmm? Are you saying they don't have any standards to go up to? No, I'm just saying they're not gonna... They don't have all these... I guess I should reword that. What I meant that is they're not going to build up their animation up to a certain point where something important happens well, we're, and we're then bring it back down. Or Flapjack battles a giant shark with in a bloody, bloody TVMA scene. Yeah, that would be great. That but would be great. That's not going to happen. Well, it's... It should happen. It should happen in a different show. Oh, and I should say, I showed Wing Zero Magic Kano today because I needed something while I was trying to fix up yeah. the computer. And I'm all like, listen, anything's better than nothing as long as I'm waiting for... Like, really? 
I'm like, I'll take anything if I can just, like, make fun of it at the least. And so I showed him Magic Kano, and needless to say, he wanted me to turn it off. Yeah, I didn't have the energy to turn it off. I was just almost catatonic. It's a pretty bad show. I, I don't know what was going on. It's like there's these witches, and, like, they're in love with this one nerd. Like, if you sounded like Don Knotts, it would be a much funner show. Right. I'd say if most nerds sounded like Don Knotts. Would be much, they'd be much funner shows. If the world needs more Don Knotts sound-alikes. Exactly. That's what the world needs. Like if, if Dragon Ball Z was nothing but Don Knotts impersonators, <laughs> that's better show. <laughs> it would make all that dialogue between... Oh, oh, golly! Can I can up to ten times? <laughs> oh, oh, Don Knotts, we miss you. Oh, rest in peace, buddy. Oh, well, I guess that's the end of our podcast for this week. It almost didn't happen, but we got it to, we got it to good, to go. We were this close to making it in a written podcast. I would have made it the written DOS podcast. Which, in my opinion, would have been the dumbest slash it would have been a awesome DOS. idea ever. It would have been in DOS. We would have just written them all and be like, my computer shut down, so I'm typing this all in DOS and yeah. in the internet. Do you have any idea how much work that would be? I thought the idea of a podcast is just to kind of half-ass things and hope people listen. What? I, We're not I, half-assing it. We watched our cartoons. Right. We watched cartoons and played video games. I guess you're not happy. And that's the job of our podcast, is to play video games and watch cartoons. It's just by virtue, I guess, we're just very... It just doesn't take a lot to do this. It doesn't take a lot to do it, because we like what we do. Yeah, it's fun stuff. So, I don't know, hey, uh, Jamal Jones or Teasock... Thank you very much. Yes, thank you for the for the email. If anybody else is listening out there... Tell us what you want us to uh, to uh, talk about. You want Halo 3? We'll give you Halo 3, okay? We're not going to like give me it. If you give me the money to get 360, I'll play Halo 3. Oh, uh, man, that'll be, a, that'll be a great experience. <laughs> so uh, this has been Rocket Punch Episode 12, Not in DOS. Not in DOS, thank God. <laughs>